what you really need to do is just accept yourself. You just need to live. Stop waiting to live. Stop waiting for things to be perfect before you can enjoy your life. You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hi. <laughs> oh. Emma Chamberlain starts her YouTube videos like that and it cracks me up every time. Um, but hey friends, that's how I normally start, I think. Um, I've got a kind of different episode ready for you today. I just wanted to have like a off-the-cuff chat with you. Some podcasters do this where they just are like in the flow, just giving you updates, just updating you on my life, guys. (laughs) So that's what this episode's gonna be, and... I think it will be helpful for you if you're feeling any source of sadness, burnout, hitting the pandemic wall, emotional waves that I think a lot of us are feeling. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to update you guys. So it was just valentine's weekend this past week and i hope you all had a great loving weekend with yourself or with your loved one or with your partner or family whoever it is that you feel close to in your life i actually didn't have a bad valentine's day um valentine's day thank god was good here i'm in the dc suburbs and it was like snowing and freezing rain on Saturday. So my plans for Saturday actually got shifted to Valentine's Day, which worked out because I was like, oh, I'm actually doing something on Valentine's Day. And it ended up being really nice. I met a friend for coffee. We both sat in our cars and talked with the window open because it's very, very cold. But it was just nice seeing her and feeling connected. And I saw my cousin that night. And we watched To All the Boys I Loved Before 3. Uh, I think Always and Forever is the title for the third one. And it was so cute. And I, I really enjoyed it. But before that, <laughs> I had like a bit of a breakdown. I kind of burned out Friday night and Saturday. I of course did a rush job to get episode six out for you all which was a a lot of stress on myself and I had been working on something else like a personal work opportunity all week last week and then there was a newborn baby here all weekend so I wasn't getting really great sleep and I kind of ended up moving to the guest bedroom so that I could get some sleep but that mattress is really hard So there's just a a combination of things that came together that pushed me over the edge. I think I experienced like burnout, 
overwhelm, pandemic fatigue, which I'd already been having, and just like overall stress and feeling like I had nowhere to go. And oh, I also started my period. So it was just a perfect cocktail of like, oh, your emotions are not stable right now. Like you're going to go over the edge, like no sleep on your period, pandemic wall, overworking. Yeah, so that was the cocktail that pushed me over the edge. And I was just very melancholy and like not in a good headspace, which as I mentioned in a past episode, the astrology episode, I see myself as like a bubbly, happy person. So whenever I'm not feeling like that, it's really scary for me. Like, I don't know. It's bad. I should be able to just take my emotions as they come and like oh it's fine like I'm not feeling great like no (laughs) like I feel low and I'm like what is wrong with me like something's wrong and of course once you're feeling low your thoughts then shift to reinforce that low feeling so for me I have been talking with my therapist for the past year or so about my Saturday shame and I have this weird pressure on myself to use my Saturdays to the highest possible level of like, if I don't take advantage of the Saturday properly, then I'm a loser. If I don't do things like I'm, I'm lame. Like I have all the shame around using my Saturdays properly. Thank God. Like at least with the pandemic, FOMO has been taken out of the picture a little bit, but I still feel like I have to use my Saturdays perfectly. Like if I'm not doing something fun or I'm not resting or I'm not like seeing a friend, then it was a waste of a day. And like I'm unemployed, so I should be able to use my weekdays as I want. But for some reason, I have this like productivity subconsciously wired in my brain that from nine to five on Monday to Friday, I have to be productive. Like I'm not giving myself any liberty to enjoy life. Like I'm, I'm just (laughs) making myself be productive. So that's something that I've been aware of. And I know that contributed to how low I was feeling. Um, But I did listen to a podcast actually that really helped me feel better about it. That Needing to be productive all the time and make the most of every moment is a trauma response. I heard this in an episode of the Black Girls Heal podcast. I'll pop it into the show notes for you. But, like, (laughs) you don't have to be productive all the time. After watching To All the Boys I Loved Before with my cousin, who's a social worker, so I love, like, talking therapy and, like, (laughs) psychology with her, she ended up therapizing me, which was so needed because I told her, I was like, I'm not in the best headspace, like, I... haven't been feeling well and she kind of like sat me down and was like you need to follow this account the nat ministry on instagram which i do follow them and she was like you should know that you don't need to be productive all the time like rest is activism like joy is activism like needing to always be productive is a symptom of white supremacy and capitalism like Those two sources want us to believe that we are only worthy if we're producing things. Like, that's not the truth. So having that, like, sit down with her was really nice. And, I mean, that was just one contributing factor. Another factor was I have sadness shame. So I'm an Enneagram 1, which is titled 
or referred to as the perfectionist, sometimes referred to as the reformer. But if you are an Enneagram one, you feel like your emotions are wrong. Like you're supposed to always be happy. Like it's terrible. No one's going to be happy all the time. It's not normal to be happy all the time. I'm like talking to myself if I say this. No one's happy all the time. That's not normal. It's normal to have fluctuating emotions and to feel different things. Actually, my friend got me this really nice gratitude journal and I've been filling it out nightly. I have three different journals that I can fill out in the evening. So I've been reaching for this one and it has a list of all the feelings like positive and negative and neutral that you could feel. I mean, not every feeling, but it has a good comprehensive list. And I go through at night and I'll check like these are the feelings I felt today. And it's always at least four different feelings, if not more, that I felt that day. So like happy, content, uh, drained, annoyed, nervous, uh, creative, whatever, like joyful, like it has all the different feelings. So I like going in there and it's a good way for my particular brain wiring to see like, oh yeah, you can experience all of these different emotions. Like, you're not just supposed to be happy. Like, it's not a virtue to say, like, I'm always happy. Like, that's not normal. Like, no one's happy all the time. So I just wanted to give that to you in case you needed that. But yeah, I feel like I just wanted to share kind of what my breakdown was, what the sources of were for it. So I talked about my Saturday shame, my sadness shame, and then my Enneagram oneness. So being a perfectionist is also a big source of this. Actually, that was a big conversation that came out of me talking with my cousin, the social worker, and (laughs) she pretty much pointed out like, I want you to kind of just like take a break from working on yourself. I know that you're like so self-aware and you're so committed to working on yourself and that's great, but I really fear that you're trying to fix yourself. Like you're waiting to become something else before you can enjoy your life. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, like you're right. Like I am, I feel like I'm always waiting to get somewhere or to be some version, or like to be perfect, literally, that's the core source, like the subconscious script running, like I I need to be perfect before anything good can happen. And she's like, I feel like you, you need to just like, let go of your to do list, like you're unemployed, like, you can just do things like you don't have to plan everything, like you can just you know what you need to do. You can just do those things. And when you're done, you can like enjoy yourself. Like you don't need to like give yourself these really long lists of things to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like that, that sounds good in theory, but I like my list. And I'm like <laughs> telling her like, but the list give me structure and they give me routine. And like, it's the days when I don't have a list that I feel bad. And as I'm thinking about it now in present day, after the conversation, after like processing, the reason why I feel better with a list is because I have this productivity shame because I have to feel like, oh, I was productive today, so I'm allowed to feel good about myself. I was productive today, therefore I'm worthy, so it's good. And if I, like, if I don't have a list telling me that I'm good, if I don't have a list with check marks in it, then I feel like shit. Like what? <laughs> I just want us all to really soak in 
how crazy that is. Like, why do we need a list with check marks to tell us that we are good people? Maybe this doesn't relate to you at all, but if you're an Enneagram one or if you're a perfectionist or you're like a high achiever, you will relate to this. Like we truly put our worth in these things that we've done. And that's not true. Like that's not where our worth lies. And I've talked to my therapist about this too. Like she's talked about the difference between fixing yourself and healing yourself. And she's like, you're not fixing yourself. (laughs) She's like, you realize you're just healing. We're healing things that you've gone through, but you're not broken. Like you're not fixing yourself. And it's like, I really have to pound that into my head because my brain doesn't want to think of that. My brain just thinks of, okay, let's do things. Let's get things done. Let's be productive. Like, this is how we feel good. Like, don't you remember? (laughs) So, yeah, I, I think those were the core things that I wanted to point out as symptoms that maybe you might also relate to. So Saturday shame, aka productivity shame, like it's just like needing to use every moment of your day to the highest caliber possible, which is so much pressure that we don't need. Um, sadness, shame, feeling like negative emotions are bad. Like that's not true. Negative emotions are giving you a message. Whenever you experience any emotion, it's just giving you a message and you just need to be present enough to listen to the wisdom that it's telling you. So my feelings were overwhelm and sadness. I need a break. (laughs) An overwhelm is telling me you need to rest now because you overworked yourself. Sadness is pointing out there are areas that I'm dissatisfied with in my life that I need to focus on. It's really helpful to after having one of these breakdown moments. I actually, I have a hard time fully accessing my emotions. Like I'll get anxious and like I'll feel the tension in my body, but it'll be really hard to release. So I finally broke down crying on Monday and it was just like so nice to get it out. And it was like, okay, I cried and I, I have to work on that, not judging myself for crying. (laughs) So I I kind of was in the moment, like feeling bad for myself because I'm like sobbing alone in my room. And I just texted John and it was like, yeah, I just sobbed it out. And he's like, what's going on? And like, it's just nice to feel like someone cares. So I I had that and I went through that. And I finally got it out of me. But it's important to know that those emotions are telling you something. And you need to hear like, what are your thoughts telling you in that moment? Like, my thoughts are like, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I'm supposed to be moved out. I'm supposed to be in a cool city. Like all the things that your brain are telling you in that moment, whether or not they're true that you're supposed to be somewhere else. I mean, you are where you are and that's where you are right now. You kind of just have to accept that. But listen to the thoughts and know, okay, this is what my brain thinks I want. Maybe I can take some steps to get there or maybe I don't really need that. And I just have been told by society, I've been conditioned that this is what will give me value. So you can sift through and see like, is this rooted in my soul? Like, does my soul want this? Or is this something that my ego wants to feel validated by? Like my ego wants others to see me this way. So that's a tool that you can use. And I'm going to shift into sharing just some tools that helped me. So <laughs> number one, abolish the list. That that was my suggestion from my lovely cousin. 
she told me to not make lists and I didn't. And it was really nice. And it made me feel better that it was President's Day. So it was a holiday and I could say, oh, it's a holiday. I'm not going to like try to force myself to be productive. Like I really am recovering. Like I was still recovering from like, I mean, that was the day I broke down crying. So I just needed to move slow. I just needed to like care for myself and it, it worked. I think I told her, I was like, I'll try this for a couple days. I don't know how long I'm going to go without a list, but I'll give it a chance. So I did that. I moved slow. As I just said, I made sure that I just did whatever I was feeling and I like made a nice meal and I just was like moving slow and it it was dark and cloudy so it, it all felt good but just think that when you're always rushing around that is a trauma response like what is it that you're rushing for like we're in a pandemic we're all home like we should be able to like take our time and stop and breathe Like, that's healthy. So that helped me just moving slow. Um, (laughs) Emma Chamberlain actually had a video called Recovering from a Mental Breakdown. And I watched that and that made me feel better. I'll link it in the show notes. I really enjoyed that video and I really related to her. And it's funny, I love to read the comments under YouTube videos and everyone in the comments was like, Emma's saving all of us in quarantine. Like, we all relate to this. Like, we just went through a depressive spiral or whatever it was. Um, So that helped me. And actually in that video, she was like, sometimes it's good to do a chore. Like, you'll feel better if you do a chore. But it's important to know, like, what level of energy exertion you can handle so I did do a chore actually after watching that and a couple other YouTube videos I lit a candle my Harry Styles candle that I love and I cleaned my bathtub because I've been wanting to take a bath just to like be vibey and like relax and like have a like cliche self-care moment but my tub is dirty so I haven't been doing it so I was like okay let me actually clean the tub and it felt so good to just clean the tub didn't write it on the list. I didn't cross it off or anything. I just did it. And it it's actually really nice now that I've been showering in it to see like it's sparkly. And I'm like, oh, I did this for myself. How nice. Like a little act of love. Um, so yeah, those are some of the tools that I used and I think made a difference for me. And just referring back to the conversation with my cousin, she literally said to me, you don't have to fix yourself. You're already perfect. What you really need to do is just accept yourself. You just need to live. Stop waiting to live. Stop waiting for things to be perfect before you can enjoy your life. I like want to cry. Like <laughs> I actually, when I broke down crying, I was just listening to the voice note that I sent to John after leaving her place telling him what she said and that was what broke made me break down crying because it's really sad to think that I have this unconscious belief that I can't enjoy my life until it's perfect like I'm constantly waiting for it to be perfect before I can enjoy it like it's so messed up (laughs) just thinking about it um so yeah, I'm I'm on the other side of it. I feel good today. It's sunny outside today. I feel connected. That's another thing. Whenever I feel low, 
my brain will tell me that I have no one. Like, that's the exact phrase it likes to use. It's like, I have no one, I have no one. So when you have those thoughts, you tend to self-isolate further and prove those thoughts true. Um, I, I was pretty good at catching my thoughts, actually, this time around and being like, just because I'm thinking this doesn't mean it's true. Just because I'm thinking this doesn't mean it's true. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny to realize and have awareness of the thoughts that you're served. So I was sort of thinking that. And of course, this is proof. Of course, I have people. It's just my brain turning on me. So yeah, today I'm better. The sun is out. And thank God the sun finally came back out. I've been taking vitamin D, but I think a lot of this was due to, like, the weather just being so terrible here. Um, But, yeah, I hope this helped you. And if you're hitting a wall, if you're feeling pandemic fatigue, burnout, whatever it is, I hope that you can take the space to feel your emotions, not judge them. See them for the messengers that they are. Maybe write down your thoughts and look at them objectively. It's really hard. I was reading an article that was like, if you're feeling low, then like lean on gratitude and find things to be grateful for. And it's like when you're in such a low state, you can't find things like there's no such thing as being grateful. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I was way too low to reach for that. So Reach for the lowest hanging fruit, rest, watch something funny, like listen to really good music. That's another tool, listening to good music. I love listening to like Sunday service, um, any of the good songs on like Chance the Rapper's album with angels and blessings and like any song that's super positive. Lean on that and yeah. I hope that you'll get out of it soon. Remember, there is another side to it when you're in the middle of it. It feels like it's going to go on forever, but it isn't. It's really sad when you think about it from like a healthy brain state that you're like, wow, I really was like thinking all those dark thoughts. And like, (laughs) now I'm here. Like I was in a completely different state and it felt like the end. But like now I'm here. So just remind yourself it's not the end. And the sun will come out again. And I'm sending you so much love and I see you and I feel you. So yeah, hope you like this kind of off the cuff diary style podcast episode. Um, I feel so vulnerable right now, but it's okay. I think this will be helpful for you all to hear. And I hope that you let me know what you think. So hit me up, comment, or DM me at easingrowpod. Actually, this episode was meant to be about how to do a social media detox because I was going to do it next week, but I think I'm going to postpone it. I didn't give a really big lead time to kind of like build excitement around it. It was like a really spontaneous idea. So maybe we'll do that midsummer. But yeah, just, you know, Take care of yourself. Reach out to me. Talk to me because I love to connect. And have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.